0: What's up, people? Welcome to 2023 and welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This is a podcast about students from our School of Communications. I'm your host, Chris Rausch. In this episode, I interview Clever Streich. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Clever Streich. Streich. Yeah. Thank you. Clever is a media studies student here at the School of Communications, and he is heavily involved in student media. We're going to talk about what brought him to the school and uh, his work with student media. The show is produced by Grace McGuire, who's a student in the School of Communications. Thanks for listening. Clever, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Dean Roush. It's a pleasure to be on On Common Grounds.
0: Uh, I want to take you back to February 24th, 2020. What happened on February 24th, 2020? Uh, Gosh,
1: I think that was the Yale game. You were still in high school. Yeah, so... It was not
0: the Yale game.
1: It was not the Yale game.
0: It was the day your dad emailed us Hmm. about coming to the Yale game. That's right. So tell... Uh, Tell our listeners uh, what you wanted to do.
1: So before I came here to Quinnipiac, I was interested to see what the entire experience of covering a hockey game here at uh, Quinnipiac was like. So before committing, me and my dad reached out to Dean Roush in the School of Comm and asked, is there any way that I could potentially shadow... Uh, the production side of things during the Quinnipiac versus Yale game, it's Battle of Whitney Avenue, it's a big college hockey rivalry game, and Dean Roush was like, sure, no problem, we'll hook you up. So you put me in contact with Pete Sumbi, and I sat and watched the entire game from the ESPN Plus studio in the MT Bank Arena. It was an amazing experience. I was even put to work on my first night. I was told to go grab a camera by Pete and just start camera operating. I hadn't even put in my application at that point, but that was an insane experience that kind of just set up this whole roller coaster ride over the course of the next two years.
0: And then COVID shut everything down. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What was it like coming to Quinnipiac uh, during COVID?
1: i could not expect what was going to happen next i think what was crazy about COVID is that you're trying to meet people in college and you're trying to get like acclimated and adjusted but you're stuck in your dormant ledges half the time so i think it was just kind of up to me to figure out what the first direction i was supposed to take is and I, i think joining student media was sort of that Uh, start that I was able to get. And meeting people like my good friend and roommate, Dylan, who has been my roommate for the past two years, Dylan Summer, and now we're co-executive producers together on SportsPods really helped me get through that first year where everything was just shut down because of COVID.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was a difficult time for everybody. Um, You're involved in a number of student media outlets. Um, Why did you decide to do that and explain what you're doing? Um,
1: I love sports journalism. I love telling stories with hockey and the sports that I'm passionate about and I kind of saw at the involvement fair, hey, there's all these great clubs where you could broadcast games, where you could make TV about, you know, sports, and I just thought to myself, man, that's something I'd really like to get involved in, so now I'm the executive producer of Sports Pause at Q30 TV, we have a rundown meeting in an hour, so I'm just constantly busy trying to figure out planning for each show and planning about what we have to do, I broadcast the QBSN for uh, ice hockey games, field hockey games on ESPN+. Plus. And um, I'm also a beat reporter at Q30 as well for women's ice hockey and field hockey. So it's it's been a lot of fun.
0: And, and how do you balance all of that student media involvement with what you have to do in classes and actually attending classes?
1: That's a great question. And I think that... It's just about finding the time to be able to work the student media work in without overwhelming yourself. Um, I've been very fortunate that even though I'm on the three plus one pace, I have a three plus one BA coming in May in media studies that I haven't really felt too overworked, too stressed out. Um, I love being able to plan out my time in a planner. that That's really helpful, especially with figuring out what's going on day to day because the craziness of Quinnipiac is that each day is different so um, I think that that's kind of like what I like to do I just like to write down my plan or what I do and then I sort of think about how much class needs to happen today and how much student media is happening today
0: you know I think when I think back to when I was your age I, I think I discovered that when you when you're doing something you love and you're passionate about it you find the time to do it So that sounds like what you're doing. I
1: agree, I have a massive passion for sports and student media and storytelling with that sort of uh, avenue and the ways that you could tell stories there. There's been so many great different packages I've been able to commit my time to and it's opened so many fantastic doors for like places I've been able to go to like Fenway Park for Frozen Fenway a few weeks ago. That was just incredible to be able to cover like outdoor women's ice hockey there and just uh, just just great opportunities that come with student media.
0: Favorite sport, clever.
1: Hockey, hands down Rangers fan, which I know you're not gonna like since you're a <laughs> Boston sports fan.
0: Um, and and why the Rangers? Um
1: so when I was, I think nine or ten, um my mom's boyfriend, uh, kind of my pseudo stepdad, uh, his name's Jason. He introduced me to hockey and I really just fell in love with the sport then. Um, And then when I was, I believe, 10, my dad lost his leg uh, due to cancer and he needed some sort of outlet to be able to fall in love with you know being active again and just kind of using um his body so he fell in love with sled hockey and he joined the new york rangers sled hockey team and that opened a lot of doors that's Uh. the exact uh way that i was able to find out about Quinnipiac because a few years later he was able to play with the new york rangers sled hockey team up at mt bank arena in an exhibition And that was kind of my first exposure to the university. I didn't really know much about Quinnipiac before that, but my dad playing sled hockey and my passion of hockey kind of led me to what was an amazing facility in a top three team.
0: All right, New York Rangers trivia time.
1: Wow, you're prepared.
0: Last year they won the Stanley Cup.
1: They did not win the Stanley Cup. Last
0: year, what was the last year that they won the Stanley Cup? Oh, the last year that they won the
1: Stanley Cup. Um, 1994, easy. And
0: and who was the captain of the team? Marc Messier. And who did they defeat in the Stanley Cup finals? Vancouver Canucks. All right. And before 1994, what was the previous Stanley Cup winning season?
1: 1940, that whole chant.
0: All right. So you passed the, the quiz. <laughs> mm.
1: That was the easiest quiz I've taken at Quinnipiac.
0: Greatest, uh, greatest New York Ranger of all time, in your opinion. Oh, man. Um, it's hard
1: because there's been so many greats, but I just had the chance to go to a Rangers Wild game where they sat down Henrik Lundqvist and Mike Richter on a panel Um, and we just had kind of an open question time with them. So I'd say either Lundqvist or Richter. Okay, you're going goalies. Yeah, I mean, you have to go goalies. They're great choices. But Lundqvist was the guy that I first fell in love with when I started watching the sport. So I'll go with Lundqvist as the greatest ranger ever.
0: Okay, I'm going to give you one. Brian Leach.
1: Brian Leach is a fantastic ranger.
0: So I'm going to go non-goalie on you. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) I've had the chance to meet Adam Graves as well. Great guy.
0: Very nice. Very nice. Clever, I want you to take us back to, uh, after your freshman year, the internship that you did between your freshman and sophomore years where you did a podcast. Uh, Tell the listeners about that.
1: Yeah, so I had the chance to intern with an organization called Achilles Connecticut. And through that organization, I was able to start a podcast called Moving Forward with Achilles CT. And I had the opportunity to speak to disabled athletes, runners that were interested in, you know, recreational running, long distance racing. Um, and I just got to hear so many wonderful enlightening stories about people that would, you know, do like Ironman marathons, but they had like, you know, uh, different disabilities where it was difficult to be able to uh, continue in the race. And I was able to meet blind runners and people that played blind hockey. It was just such a cool podcast series. And I kind of turned this internship into a platform where now the show's continuing on. It's kind of like the brand that we started uh, for another season with new interns. And um, I think Achilles CT is kind of folded into things like uh, ability media at the school of Commons. And it was kind of cool to be able to start that bridge between um, our school and Achilles CT. Um, shout outs to Aaron. Um, I'm sure that she'll hear this podcast at some point.
0: Aaron's good people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Clever, let's, uh, let's start talking a little bit about the future. Post-graduation, what do you want to do? That's
1: probably a pretty loaded question, but-
0: (laughs) I know you've got some time. Yeah. We got what, 18 months? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's coming up. Wow.
1: Um, I have to think, it's really just, what's cool about sports media is that there's so many avenues that you can go down and there's not really a definite answer that I have yet for what I want to do, but I love producing. I love being able to plan a rundown in ENPS, uh, work on a team, Make graphics, make segment ideas. That's really what I'm passionate about, as well as on air performance. I love commentating. I've had the chance to commentate at Lake Placid in the ECAC championship game. I've had the chance to go to, you know, C T Ice at Bridgeport in Bridgeport at Webster Bank Arena. I would love to be on the mic, I would love to be in front of the camera at a local news station, or I would love to be a production assistant somewhere like NBC, ESPN. I think kind of sky's the limit with that. Like, I'm I'm sort of dreaming big, but we'll see where the road takes me.
0: I mean, I think you've just mentioned every single job possible, production, you know, announcing, being a PA. (laughs) <laughs>
1: it's just it, anything's within the confines of the dream. Okay. I don't really have a definite like I want to go this route okay. at this point, and I think that's okay because it's it's hard to know what uh, life will bring you.
0: So there's there's no like dream job. Ten years down the road, I want to be like the play-by-play announcer for the Rangers.
1: I mean, who wouldn't want to be? But I know that that's going to be a little hard, so I'll try my best. But all right, yeah, that's 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 the dream. Okay. that's the ultimate pipe dream. Okay,
0: all right. Since I know he's going to be listening, give me give me some dirt on your roommate Dylan. Okay. But um, so is Dylan like a messy roommate or?
1: No, he's a great roommate. Um, I think you know living with guys like Dylan, um, and Gage Kilborn, who's another uh, producer at Q30. It's just so cool because these are the people that you make TV with. And these are the people that you can bounce ideas off of. Like, I'll get a random idea for sports pause and I'll just bring it up to them. And they'll be like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. And let's build on this with this idea and let's bring this to the table. So getting to live with the people that you do the same classes with, that you're on the same program with for media studies, for BA and then sports journalism for a masters. That's really so special. And what's so crazy is that I didn't meet Dylan through like roommate selection. That was a random draw. That was a completely random draw and I ended up getting somebody that has sort of the same personality as me, which is just so cool that uh, you know, it that was just kind of fate that uh, I met Dylan, so and he's become one of my best friends.
0: All right, to come full circle, give me a projection for Quinnipiac men's hockey and Quinnipiac women's hockey for this year. Currently ranked third in men's and fifth in women? Fourth, fourth, in, fourth in women's.
1: women's. Um, men's ice has been interesting because they have a couple of big games this weekend. Sacred Heart and UConn and Yale are going to be tough challenges, but I think maybe a Frozen Four at best. I'll say the same for the women's team. I think the women's team is so much upside. They've beaten teams like Wisconsin, Harvard Outdoors, Uh, getting to cover that game was crazy. And just, I think that the sky could be the limit here. Maybe not national championship winning status yet, but they're on the cusp of maybe getting the first national championship for Quinnipiac ever, which would be pretty cool if it could happen in the next few years. So uh, we could cover it at student media.
0: I think as long as they're not in the same bracket as Yale, they have a good chance of making the Frozen Four, the women's team.
1: Yeah, Yale looks pretty dang good on the, the women's side right yeah. now. They just played a few weekends back, and uh, Yale took that game four, two. So it's just yeah. kind of, yeah, it's been interesting to cover things like the Battle of Whitney Avenue, because that really was my first experience at Quinnipiac, and now getting to you know do commentary for that two years later, I could yeah. not have pictured I'd be in that position. Yeah.
0: If, you know, for the for the men's team, what I what I like about them is that there is no real like dominant superstar. It's very much a team. Uh, that's my impression. Tell me if I'm wrong.
1: No, I think you're absolutely right. Rand Pecknold, in talking with him in press conferences, is always about let's make all these guys, these role players, into a solid, cohesive unit. And that's why he's such a good defensive team. I might be wrong on this, but they might be one of the best scoring defenses, which is like the least goals allowed in the nation. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's the cornerstone of Quinnipiac hockey. You're great on defense. You have a great top five <clears> offense, <throat> and it just kind of all puts together into, with with great goaltending, Yanni Bretz is a fantastic goalie. Um, it just kind of gets put into this great, um, system that works in the ECAC. They run the table every single
0: year. Alright Clever, we started this tradition uh, last semester. We're going to continue it this semester. We're going to end the show by telling each other something that few people know hmm. about each other. So I can go first if you want to think about it sure. or, or you can go first. What would you prefer? Um, you may go first. Alright. You see the scar on my arm? Yeah. That's a pretty intense scar, right? It, it's pretty intense. <laughs> so uh, I, I broke my arm playing baseball when I was 13. Pretty, pretty gruesome injury wow. uh, sliding into a base. Um, and I had to have three different casts. Uh, so it was a very, uh, very long and arduous uh, recovery. Kind of ended my baseball career.
1: Wow, I didn't know that you played baseball that long. That's... <laughs> Wow, that's a pretty big scar. Yeah. Um I think what I'll share is uh, my musical theater background. I did musical theater from when I was seven until I was in my senior year of high school when Fox I was Fox Lane High School, just yes,
0: for, for people.
1: Just like Abby Ives from the women's ice hockey team. Um Yeah, so I did uh musical theater at my high school for a long time and I did a lot of shows like uh Rent, I was in, um Alice in Wonderland, and I was in uh, All in the Timing, which was a really great play in The Crucible. So getting to be in all those shows kind of prepared me for being on air and having like, confidence. Uh, but yeah, I was in musicals and plays for years and years and years. I was not a sports guy until I really got to Quinnipiac, which is sort of funny in retrospect.
0: I'm, I'm just, I'm, a lot of thoughts going through my mind here as to what character you were in Alice in Wonderland. I was the Mad Hatter. I, you know, that was going to be one of my top choices either that or the Cheshire Cat. Mm-hmm.
1: I had a character <laughs> voice in everything. <laughs> Very nice.
0: <laughs> All right, Clever, I want to thank you for joining us on Uncommon Grounds.
1: It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me, Dean Rush.
0: That was my interview with Clever Streich who is a student here in Media Studies. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by me, Chris Roush. I'm the Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by Grace McGuire, who is also a student here in the School of Communications. To learn more about all of our podcasts, visit qu.edu podcast. You can listen to our podcast on the platform or app of your choice. Definitely check us out on Twitter and Instagram at qupodcast you have a story to share, something you want us to talk about, find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, I interview Olivia Berrios Johnson, who spent the last semester abroad. Until then, keep your distance, wash your hands, and thanks for listening.